2: Hey, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you?
1: Look, I'm well. Uh, we've had about a month off this podcast because thanks to coronavirus, several shows have been cancelled and I want, ev- I want everybody to know, I decided we should start the podcast again to sell our Melbourne shows uh, because we have Mel- two Melbourne shows on sale for the middle of August mm. and today <laughs> they were also cancelled.
2: <laughs> Congrats. We did it. We should just book um, shows that we know we can't sell. Just be like...
1: Yeah, we're at the M- We're at the MCG. <laughs> yeah,
2: come, yeah. Like, let's me. do the MCG in early August.
1: I had an idea for a comedy festival prank, which would be to actually book like a conference room at the MCG and only do three nights during festival, and then mm. order some gigantic billboards saying "Dan Illich MCG three nights only," and when you turn up, you have to go up to the, like the members stand. And I'm in like this room with <laughs> fits That's eighty great. people.
2: I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to do uh, that. <laughs> so more show, more cancelled shows, which is great, uh, but really good to be back, Dan.
1: Yes, it is good. Yes, I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal land in the Yura Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show.
2: Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, <laughs> Fair D*** and Section 40. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences.
1: Tonight, the Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony is hours away, but critics are saying that it's a mistake to allow Delta to perform. And Jeff Bezos flies into space to feel what it's like to no longer be the richest man on Earth. And Scott Morrison regrets saying that the vaccine rollout is not a race, when clearly it is the race that has stopped the nation. It is the 21st of July, 2021, and this is the podcast that unifies the entire world. This is Irrational Fear.
2: Irrational Fear!
1: Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, former Queensland Premier Dan Illich. Let's meet our mongers for tonight. First up is is a Melbourne man who is quite satisfied with the gold standard containment of the coronavirus in New South Wales. It's Sammy Shah.
0: How are you doing, everyone? I'm I'm quite quite uh, loving this lockdown life that we've all been presented with. I've decided that's the approach I'm taking. Everyone else is hating it. I'm going to be the weirdo who loves it. So that's going to be my <laughs> brand. That's my that's my new look. <laughs> Sammy locked in shot.
1: (laughs) Next is a Sydney stand-up comedian who is definitely okay with not being able to do gigs to earn money. It's Jenny Tian.
3: Hi. Yeah, I'm also in lockdown at the moment. I'm the opposite of Sammy. I have been dying here. Um, I've been doing a haircut tutorial off TikTok and now it looks like I've got, like, three hairstyles in one. My hair looks like a decorative rug, honestly.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that because our final guest, while in lockdown, allowed his girlfriend to cut his own hair. It's Lewis Hover.
2: Yes, and look (laughs) at these beautiful results. Uh, Obviously, the hair on the top of the head, I think, is actually pretty good, um, Mm. but the moustache, which you can't see on the podcast, so let me describe it to you, it's perfect and everyone loves it. (laughs) No notes, 100%, definitely no one calling me a sex pest or sex-pest-adjacent uh, descriptions like 80s PE teacher, which is essentially the same thing.
0: It's very 70s German porn star moustache. Like, you've got, you've, got, you definitely, you've got a vibe there. Um, it's a the kind of moustache where, like, if you walk into a car dealership, they'll give you the white paneled van for free because they're like, clearly, you. Uh, this is your, your calling.
1: <laughs> We're better for it for having you here, Lewis. Thank you so much. Hey, I don't know if you folks noticed this, but why? Um, We were uh, on hiatus for the podcast. Irrational fear made it into the New York Times.
3: Mm, yes.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. During um, during the break, when the government put out their uh, ad for the coronavirus campaign, the, the really mm-hmm. the scare tactic ad, uh, the one that used that used matrix green. Uh, no one uses matrix green anymore, but they insisted on using matrix green to scare people and getting a vaccine. I made a parody of that and put it up on Irrational Fear, and we got into the New York Times. <laughs> well done, <laughs> well done. <laughs> Which is um, that's huge. This yeah, is yeah, why
2: no one buys newspapers anymore.
1: and as a consequence they're our sponsor for this week she was a 39 year old non-essential graphic designer who was merely eight months away from being eligible for a Pfizer vaccine and yet she refused to enroll herself into St Joseph's College let's beat COVID-19 together turn 40 sooner or be the son of Liberal Party donors spoken by someone who would never be held to account from the I Don't Hold a Syringe Department, Canberra.
3: That's brilliant. Yeah, I love thank it. Thank
1: you, thank you. The thing about the original ad that really got me was that they just made it so easy to rip and parody. It was, It was, it was a parody proof. It was like a parody uh open slather because they had no voiceover over the top of it and you could (laughs) easily rip it and add your own voiceover I encourage everybody to do it it's easy to do
3: (laughs) yeah I mean I saw that I thought it was the real (laughs) ad
1: are you any closer to 40 Jenny oh
3: yeah yeah exactly that's that's me (laughs) precisely yeah
0: am I the oldest person here today am I the only one over 40 actually are you the only one vaccinated I've had one round. I got, I went and got one round of AstraZeneca. So I've had the first round of Astra. And by the way, the reaction, like I was shivering and shaking and like, it was, yeah, it was very much what, uh, you know, this is like one o'clock in the morning when I'm lying in a puddle of my own sweat, I was like, maybe the anti-vaxxers have a point. Like, this is pretty gross. <laughs> But the next morning I was fine again. But yeah, I've, I've had one round. So I'm still not um, um, Delta proof, but mm. I'm a little bit closer.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not forty. Obviously, I still work at Triple J. They'd put a bolt in your head when you hit forty. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm one round in as well. So I'm. No, I still Pfizer. Take that or mud people. No, I'm Pfizer. <laughs> I'm fancy as hell. They give me the nice. good stuff.
3: <laughs> me I'm too. Famous. I'm also one round in Pfizer <clears throat> too. We're elite. <clears throat> oh my How god! The fuck is the...
0: everyone getting Pfizer?
1: <laughs> I'm the only one out here in Bondi Beach not vaccinated. What's going on? <laughs>
0: You're in ground zero, Dan. (laughs) You are literally basically dry humping patient zero of... With the new Delta outbreak, <laughs> and you don't have a
1: vaccine. Well, this is the first story for today. A Sydney man who's received his fourth dose of coronavirus That's vaccine. One. He's doubled up. He's done the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer. This is last week. Thirty-four-year-old Tom Lee <laughs> got two lots of vaccines over the last month. Um, Jenny, do you think this is fair that this guy's has gone and doubled it, du- doubled up his vaccines?
3: You know what I think is really genius about it is that the the way he did it was that he just hung around vaccination centres basically and then just went and like asked people and then he managed to get them. So I reckon he's kind of a genius.
1: I I think this is probably a good strategy for everyone, just to lurk.
0: This is very much how most comedians start their career as well. You just go to a comedy club and you hang around until finally they're like, right, do you want to get on stage? In fact, it's also how most ABC employees start their career. It's definitely how I got mine, by just kind of hanging around the corridors until they got embarrassed and gave me a job. So if that works in Australia for these two industries, it makes sense it would work for everything else in the country as well. You know what? I'm start hanging around Kirribilli, Just roaming around Kiribili, waiting to be the next PM, eventually you will get embarrassed and make me PM.
1: I was thinking about this today, Sammy. I was thinking, gee, if I reckon I would have been a really awesome Prime Minister 18 months ago, I could have foreseen (laughs) all of this and put in a bunch of shit rather than to fix coronavirus before it got this bad, before, uh, like, rather...
0: I reckon I could do a better job. You know what, Dan? This is exactly like when you watch the Winter Olympics, and you sit there, and those <laughs> Olympic skiers are going downhill, bobbing and weaving, and you're sitting at home on your couch with the remote, going, "Oh, please, I could do better than that." Sammy, gravity does do most better. of the
1: work. Gravity <laughs> does all of the work. Of course you can. I'm a short man. I'm a short, heavy-set man. I've got, I've got gravity on my side, brother.
0: I'm just saying, let's give Scott Morrison the benefit of the doubt. Clearly, he's doing the best he can. And it is it is ableist to make fun of someone doing the best they can
2: when the best they can is just that little. But he definitely was. He was just lurking. He wasn't. The Prime Minister? He was just there? Yeah. There, he was third in line and two, he Bradbury's his way. Like, he 100% followed this. um It this was method. like the
0: movie The Death of Stalin, but with none of the the cleverness, funniness, <laughs> intelligence, gravitas, personality, political savvy or any of those things. Actually, it was nothing like the movie Death of Stalin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Unless in the movie he went over to the UK to get, like, a DNA test and find his ancestry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: other <laughs> <laughs> death of stalin story um i saw death of stalin at um at the sundance Film Festival, but i had a um, I had Ooh, an, I had an edible. I had, I had an yeah, edible. Here he is,
2: unvaccinated.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you <laughs> not fucking so fancy Bondi now, are you, shit. loser uh, Yeah. I saw.
0: I saw his story right now. This Bondi scum story, unvaxxed anti vaxxer Dan his story is. I saw the death of Stalin in Cannes Film Festival while having an edible. Were you wearing thongs and running up and down the beach with your man boobs flapping in the breeze, you <laughs> asshole? Well, ed-
1: Sammy, it was Sundance. It was yeah. snowing. It was snowing. <laughs> right, so had, <laughs>
2: one day soon, Dan, we'll be sun dancing on your grave while the rest of us vaccinated people live our dreams.
1: And I had an edible before the show and uh, I I was having a great time and I was laughing my head off, but none of the Americans in the audience were enjoying it as much as I was. And uh, <laughs> And then during the Q&A, I decided, I, I said to myself, oh, man, I love Amando Nucci. I've got to go meet Amando Nucci. Oh, no. And I, I got down to the second or first row in, 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 at the Sundance Film Festival and after Q&A, I was so stoned that I walked up to him and said, Amando, and then I can't remember anything I said after that. <laughs> uh, it was something about being a satirist too. You and I were satirists, but I'm pretty sure <laughs>
0: you and I. <laughs> said, no, I'm yeah. pretty
1: sure it was just a, a jumble of of fucking consonants and vowels. It made well, no anyway, sense. Anyway,
0: amanda is now a Patreon subscriber, so <laughs> you Irrational <win. laughs> fear. Let me just say for the record as a politician,
1: the vaccine rollout in Australia is a shit show. It is just a mess. And Scotty from marketing has got to f- take some of the responsibility for it. Well, that was exactly the point I was making yesterday. Irrational fear. Exactly the point. Our second fear this week is who will replace Hamish McDonald on Q&A? Uh, yes, Hamish McDonald has quit the ABC, said no more, and he's now seconded back to the project where he came. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy, have you got any ideas about who may um, replace Hamish McDonald on q and I
0: mean, there's who should replace him and then who will replace him, right? Those are two <laughs> separate conversations. The first thing is I do know that announcement. I know that announcement very well, which is when they say he's moving on to other projects. It means the ratings didn't work out the way we were hoping they would. We're going to not continue his contract. We might even end his contract early. And we're going to make it sound like it's all his decision. While the real people whose fault it is that the show is no good and basically unwatchable, who are the producers and executive producers of the show, will continue on their contracts getting the salaries that they will continue to get. Anyway, fuck off poor Hamish because it is not his fault. It was a shit show and he was hosting a shit show but regardless he's gone here's who I think you want to know my honest opinion other than myself and I genuinely think I do a fucking great job (laughs) No, Sammy
1: Sammy, this is my point well I wanted to hear you say I wanted to hear you give the case for yourself Sammy
0: all right, here's the fucking face. Yeah, let's yeah, bring it, bring it. All right, let's fucking do this. Right. It's a debate show. In the end, Q&A is a debate show. And believe it or not, but I was a world-class debater growing up. Right. In high school, in university, I paid my way through university, not through prostitution, the way an honorable and respectable young man does. I did it through debate competitions. What kind of world-class nerd do you have to be to be a debater who pays his university fees using the money and winning some debater? debates. That was me, all right? <laughs> and I go on these kinds of shows which to date have been so bland so utterly boring so lacking in personality that the hosts were interchangeable with planks of wood and would have had the exact same low ratings I'll do it I'll make it funny I'll call bullshit when bullshit is said I will fact check people the way with regular diligence that never happens and at the same time encourage good conversation how many times have you watched Q&A and the conversation's about to get spicy two people start arguing and then the presenter goes okay we don't have time for that shut the fuck up this is why we're here we want a viral clip on YouTube that we can then comment on Twitter about stop cutting the conversation short you fucking the hack whose entire job is just making sure everything's as bland as a piece of cream no fuck off let me host the show but no they're never gonna do it they're never gonna give it to me they're never gonna give it to Nikki and Louis they're never gonna give it to anyone who's even vaguely interesting you know who's gonna get this show it'll Spears. It'll be fucking Uh, David Spears, who's the only person who can make Anthony Albanese look ethnic. He's so fucking dull. (laughs) All right? And he is going to be the next presenter of the most boring show in Australian television history. Good luck to him. I wait until the ratings go completely into the toilet. Fuck you, Q and A.
3: That was so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so inspired.
2: <laughs> oh, have we you thought about it. this much, Sammy? Or no,
0: uh, that's mm. I mean Yeah. Imagine me doing one of those beautiful rants on television. Yes. <laughs> suppose- You're like, I'm pretty sure
2: we got guests to talk. You're talking to I've been on the
0: show once, by the way. I've turned it down three times. I've been yeah, on the yeah. show one time. Yeah. I sat next to Jim, Jim Mullen, that's right, and who's unfortunately now very tragically been diagnosed with cancer and I'm yep. not making fun of him at all for that. But I will say that he had the worst breath I have ever smelled on a human <laughs> being when sitting next to him. So every time he spoke... I I had to lean back in into my seat oh. so that the the breath would waft past <laughs> me and towards wow. the presenter and <laughs> not myself.
2: Is that what is that uh in debating? Is there any rules against that or is that quite a good tactic? Sort of geomorph. That's warfare. a great tactic. That is yeah. that is
0: basically that's the black arts and he <laughs> yeah. he was well versed in them.
2: If um uh, if we're taking the lurking approach, if we think that lurking around somewhere is what gets you the job. Someone should whoever wants to host it should lurk back on Monday nights um, <laughs> <and> just wait. <laughs> well, whoever's currently lurking on Monday night, I don't know what shows are on, but just yeah. move it back there and whoever's currently hosting at 8.30 on a Monday, give it to them. I've got a pass. Sammy, I can get yeah. into the building. <laughs> I can do some lurking. Yeah. Yeah, I've I'll yeah. yeah. every day.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll take the leftovers. No dignity. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Jenny, do you have any um, ideas about who you'd like to host Q&A?
3: Dude, like after hearing Sammy talk, I'm just like, wow, I had no idea there was like so much that went behind it and into it. I am team Sammy like all the way. <laughs> <you>. I reckon <laughs> you, that's, that's my final decision. I haven't considered anyone else. I haven't seen any other candidates, but I've, <laughs> I've been moved.
1: I think giving it to somebody who wants it is a good idea, It's a good first step. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's been Walid's entire career so far is trying to get up to host Q&A and they refuse to give it to him. Uh, now I right. think they're just being cruel. They're going to give it to everyone in Australia but Walid Ali. <laughs> well, I know that,
1: you know, Waleed Ali and, and Hamish are represented by the same... Agency. Maybe they're trying to do That's some right. kind of swap, crazy swap here. That's interesting. Oh,
0: but I mean, look, it's it's. I think he would be amazing. I think if he got it because of how polarizing he is, that alone would drive viewership mm. numbers up. Because you would either people who like Waleed would watch it, people who dislike Waleed would hate watch it, but they'd watch it regardless. Yeah. And also, yeah, he he conducts debate well. I think he's more interesting, and you you get more personality out of it. Hamish is an amazing journalist. And, but they need to revamp the show. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's presenting yeah. it. If the show is still present, like structured the same way, it'll be yeah. boring.
1: I, I agree. Sure. I think Hamish is one of the best brains in journalism in Australia. Like He's so yes. he's so good. And I think there is fundamental problems with um, with the show itself, yeah. Um, it's on but, Thursday. You know, whatever. That's the fundamental problem. Yeah, can you believe they moved it? Why would you move it off that rock star Monday night that's been there for 20 years? Yeah.
2: It's oh crazy. God. Like if you whoever made that decision should be should be going back to the project. Like it's crazy <laughs> to me.
1: I really like this from Tim Chuma on YouTube. He says friendly Geordie should host uh, Q&A. QA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the use of that I'm
0: not saying I wouldn't watch it. Wouldn't you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I would. It'd be no. very compelling. <laughs> no,
2: of I would No, I like myself. No. But
0: <laughs> well, I don't watch it anyway, so I would yes. still continue to not watch it. But yeah.
1: All right, this week's third fear. Now, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The Coalition believes it has the numbers to stop the Great Barrier Reef as being enlisted as in danger from UNESCO. So what's happened is over the last month, um, the UNESCO has decided that uh, the Great Barrier Reef is going to be listed as in danger, but to stop that from happening, the coalition government has sent Susan Lay, the environment minister, on a seven-stop, whistle-stop tour, eight days to talk to every ambassador to the UN for various countries to try and prevent this from happening. It's like, why Why are they doing this and not sending our health minister to go and get Pfizer vaccine? Why, what, to what benefit is there to try and get a whole bunch of people to not vote that the great barrier reef is in mortal danger when it clearly is dying before our very eyes. Uh mongers what do you think about this, Jenny?
3: I think it's quite hilarious that they've decided to send her on this trip over a plane and she's supposed to be the environmental minister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, why why don't they send her uh, over Zoom like everybody else exactly. has to do? Yeah. 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 Um no, it's it's quite it's quite astounding to kind of see the kind of other people that they're talking to. Um, the Australia is trying to shore up votes in the UN with the likes of Bahrain and Saudi Arabia uh, and the Maldives and Mali and a whole bunch of other countries that are ostensibly bad actors. And Why don't to- we
0: just do what we normally do in these situations, which every country normally does in these situations, is you go to Nauru and you give them $25 and a can of pineapples or whatever it takes to bribe Nauru these days and they just vote in your favor and then as a result you get why do you have to go to seven whole other countries
2: or or to actually do what we've historically done with the un which is just wait for them to tell us we're committing human rights abuses and then say we don't care
1: yeah (laughs) this is it yeah why it's so amazing that the that this government actually cares at all about the 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 kind of threatening of the Great Barrier Reef at all according to the UN. why do they care about this and not care about our gross human rights abuses like well I mean I've
3: got a theory I reckon because the thing is they're just kind of like delaying it till later so it's like they're just putting in a lot of effort right now to basically procrastinate like you would if it was like a big university final assignment and they're like, we're going to just take a look at it at the last minute.
2: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, or the dream would be to kick it down just long enough till after the next election. And then if they they kind of like, well, if we win, we deal with it. If we lose, someone else's problem.
1: But that's exactly what they're doing. So they're actually putting off the vote. They're actually trying to convince the UNESCO to put off the vote to 2023. So that's exactly what they're doing, Lewis. It's beyond parody. I, I,
2: I, fuck, I hate. I hate, I hate <laughs> that I thought that and I hate <laughs> yeah. doing that. And I hate She's how right. predictable that was. I she actually should be a politician. <laughs> Susan Lee's, um,
0: uh, her travel plan for the eight days. This is a legit thing. This is a, this is, these are the places she went to over eight days. Uh, So it was Budapest to Paris, Paris to uh, Madrid, Madrid back to Paris, Paris to Sarajevo, Sarajevo back to Paris, Paris to Maldives via Oman, Maldives to Australia. Dude, is this that
3: film around... is yeah. that the film Around the World in 80
0: Days? <laughs> <laughs> or just around shitty countries in 80 days? But like that—that that is basically a lot of air miles to get together to destroy the Great Barrier Reef, which I think but- Susan Lee's done a really good job of doing her sing- single-handedly.
2: Can I say if the Maldives, if they mm. as like a group of island nations who are sinking, if they <laughs> vote against this, like that? I've ne- like that is the biggest self phone you just like, no, 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 this has got to be the sort of, this is going to be one of the only things you care about. Like, <laughs> you're going under. Like, you need to stop this.
1: Yeah, the Maldives is literally a nation built on top of a coral reef yeah. and they're voting against their entire interest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, we're all going to die.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> hey. uh, so well, the um, great thing is now that there are so many different options as to how. You know, two years ago it was definitely climate change. Now it could be anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, speaking of coronavirus and uh, other diseases destroying Australia, I don't know if you saw this, The, um, the unfortunately, the, the, the Australian Grand Prix has been replaced with something else. This November, Melbourne's biggest event is set to blow you away like, like COVID. COVID clearing your, your social calendar. calendar. Strap in it. to witness all the action at Albert Park Racetrack, like birds mating. Get a ticket to see Lakeside Drive lit up with a groundskeeper riding a lawnmower in the distance. Uh, fuck. I missed a spot. And catch all the action off the track with the colour and movement of the Melbourne City Falun Gong practitioners. <laughs> Melbourne is set to be silent this November at the Australian Non-Prix. A ticket will buy you a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Or probably no seat at all, because the grass is going to be pretty nice. No, that's much better. <laughs> Very good, This Straight on premium Um... All right, folks. Well, I don't know if you saw this, um, but uh, Jeff Bezos went into space and uh, and he went up and he went down. He spent like four minutes in space and uh, he floated around and threw some Skittles around. And when he got back down, they held a press conference about that journey uh, and he actually gave a shout-out to a bunch of people about his time in space. I in also I
3: want to thank... Uh Every
0: Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, because you guys paid for all of this. So seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much.
1: <laughs> you- um, does that, does that make, me, does it make you want to throw up as, it makes, as much as it makes me want to throw up? <laughs>
0: you they remember they installed those booths in every Amazon factory where it was like a solitary space booth where you could go inside and you could cry or scream or pee into a bottle or whatever. And Amazon employees do when they, when they get a few moments alone. That booth is filled with just Amazon employees ripping their own skin off their bodies right now. It is just pure rage. Could that man embody a midlife crisis more? I have
2: been divorced. Get it together, man. What the fuck? Yeah, Shami, mean, Did you ever consider getting a divorce cowboy hat?
0: No. For some reason, I had just enough dignity to stop myself from doing that. I did go blonde, so I got all dignity. But yes, clearly, I had enough.
2: The best case, like, uh, if you were to try to, like, present that in the best possible case, if you were like to go back in time, you're like, guys, in the future, there's going to be a new world, and you would be like, there is a man who started a bookstore, and then he went to space. <laughs> And people are like, wow, I should keep reading. Maybe then too, I can be an astronaut. And if you really took out the edges of that story, it could be quite nice.
3: And way to rub it in, Jeff Bezos. Like, oh my goodness. Those four minutes, though, when he was in space, I reckon was the best four minutes of the Amazon employees' lives. They were like, finally, a break.
0: (laughs) They all peed simultaneously because they've been holding it in waiting.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I get to pee, finally. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but also um, here's what's the achievement he didn't go any higher in space than anyone's been before he it, it wasn't a, a, a commercial flight that now we can all afford to do it was a very rich man buying a rocket and going up into space for four minutes every russian billionaire petrocrat has probably done that at this point and uh, we just don't know about it like what exactly was the achievement here
3: I mean, I think the achievement was that he got to have a massive press conference where he said fuck you to all his employees.
0: That is, that <laughs> is the real win here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Paul Ford, who, is the, uh, who was the founder of Post Light Studio in New York, he tweeted, I never thought I'd see this day, the day when space was made uncool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other part of that press conference, I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but um, you know how there's the, like, there's the effect that they talk about when astronauts go up into space and they see the Earth from space. Yeah. And they yeah. look down and they're like, their mind is blown and they understand their position in the There's world. There's no and borders and blah, yeah, blah, they're blah, like, right? We're all just people. Um, and clearly, when he came down, he had been told by someone in like public relations to say that. And I don't think he experienced that at all. But you can at see all. a moment where he like <laughs> trots out this line with like literally no feeling behind his eyes. And he's like, I really learned about the world. And you're like, dude, all you saw up there was more opportunity for slaves.
3: (laughs) He was just like Um, looking over at Mars like, all right, that's next. Let me conquer that now.
2: Yeah. A lot of ocean out there. I wonder if there's any employees I can underpay in there. (laughs)
0: where is a challenger style explosion disaster when you need one I mean really that's the only thing a loose bolt in a rocket can take that take out a a teacher who got onto a rocket but for some reason Jeff Bezos gets the lucky rocket that doesn't explode mid-flight yeah, I mean,
1: have, yeah. And I know I agree with you, um, Lewis. Like, they, he did say that. And But if you look at the footage, I don't ever, I can't ever remember anyone looking out the window. Like, <laughs> the footage was, like, of them getting out of their seats, throwing Skittles at each other, them high-fiving, doing a selfie. And in four minutes, you don't have time to contemplate the universe and existentialism. Like, you don't, you just don't have time to do that. And they, they spent, like, three minutes, to, like, jumping around and hang, hanging out with each other.
2: But also, as a, like, content creator... Imagine the pressure of that. Like, you're going, all right, we've got one take. We've got (laughs) one take, and we have spent a lot on this. You are not a professional actor. We've given you three tasks. We need to get all of those for the content. So don't fuck this up. And it would be so possible to, as you're on the way back down, you're like, did we get it? Did we get it? Oh,
0: fuck, I forgot to look out the window. You know what, Lewis? (laughs) I think you make a very good point. I had not thought about this, but I think the space trip by Jeff Bezos was faked. I wow. think it's all filmed on a soundstage <laughs> in Hollywood <laughs> using Stanley Kubrick <laughs> when he was still alive <laughs> and we're only now seeing this footage, the entire thing was fixed. <laughs> that's oh, right. And and that, that's
3: right. That's why he looks so robotic when he's saying all of that. It's actually just artificial <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> that's right. Right? That's, that's been done, like all that motion capture.
1: Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos was replaced by Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's really it. Th- Alexa has a lot more personality than uh, Jeff
1: Bezos <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was strange They were called they called themselves astronauts And not like um, Prime Plus members I thought that would have been a better a better <laughs> way to call themselves <laughs> <laughs> um, Well that is it for the show today Thank you so much to our fear mongers Lewis Hobber, Jenny Tian and Sammy Shard Have you guys got anything to plug? Jenny you
3: want to <laughs> go first? Uh, look I've got nothing going
0: on I'm in lockdown <laughs> <laughs> Sammy what do you want to plug? Um, look, if lockdown ends Then August 7th I'm doing a show At, the, at Comedy Republic in Melbourne It's a <laughs> reprisal of my uh, the No, you, no you're not, Sam, well, you okay, know not. Oh, yeah, you're what not What are you doing? <laughs> okay, look Here's the thing Here's what's going to happen I you have know. no shows left <laughs> you This know is we just all can't. I have all I have now is appearing on podcasts for free and hoping people <laughs> like my face enough to give money to my Patreon. So you go to patreon.com yeah, yeah. slash Sammy Shah and throw $7 my way and you'll get a ton of awesome free stuff and and, and I won't cry as much as I do most nights.
1: Exactly. Jenny, do you, do you have a Patreon you want to plug?
3: I don't have Patreon. No, I don't. I'll d- donate to Sammy's or donate to this one. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Jenny Town has got an excellent TikTok. What, follow her TikTok. It is sensational. It's really, really good. Really, yeah, really funny stuff.
3: It's at nomnomjenny. My Instagram is jenny underscore tian. And once lockdown's over, I'll be back doing stand-up again.
2: Yeah, excellent. Lewis, you got anything to plug? Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I do a radio show every day. It's on Triple J. It's uh, <laughs> called Hobber and Hing. Uh, at the moment, obviously, a lot of our listeners are usually people who drive home from work. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you've heard. Not a lot of that going on. It feels quiet out there. So don't forget if you're out there listening, flick on the radio at three, say hello. You'll be one of about four people listening.
0: Also, Lewis will be doing uh, circles of your neighbourhood in his white van, trying to pick up kids with candy. (laughs) If you do see him, please feel sorry for him and put your child in the van. Can I
2: say? Can I just say on that? um, Mm. First of all, good idea. But there was in in like radio gossip. There was this story going around about Kyle and Jackie O. Um, Mm. And like all Obviously they have a lot of ideas that get to air uh, And then there's the ideas That they have that don't get to air
0: Imagine what those must be
2: So there is one apparently that is this They had this idea Where they would um, Set up with parents To lure children Into a van Using lollies (sighs) And if the kid got into the van The parents Did not win money if the kids said no and didn't get into the van, they won, like, 20 grand.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I I think think that's insane. That, and how do you idea? know this, In Lewis? In fact, I think they should replace Q&A with just that. <laughs> 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 that's what Q&A should be, is politicians and media commentators luring kids into vans. I'd watch that.
3: How do you know that, mate? You've done your research.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I... Um, I need to know all of the TV ideas that are based on people who look like sex criminals, so I know what to teach myself over the next 12 months. I don't want to double up.
1: A big thank you to Road microphones and our new Patreon supporters: Georgie Cowan, Irene, Gary Gleason, Daniel Mc, Kerry Reimer, Adam Zwa is a Patreon supporter. Lachlan Hatfield, Rose Allman. Uh, we are off the uh, we're off the sweet sweet um, money feed from the Bertha Foundation. So please join us on patreon.com forward slash Irrational Fear. Chip in there until next week. There's always something to be scared of.
0: Good night.